0: It's Amy's Table, a girl's guide to living with Amy Tobin on Q102. Pull up a chair and join us. Whether she's prepping for an impromptu gathering with friends, looking for an energy boost before the gym, or home alone staring into the fridge for a midnight snack, Jill Donenfeld turns to one dish that always satisfies. Toast. In fact, it satisfies so much that Jill wrote the book on it. It's called Better on Toast, Happiness on a Slice of Bread, and she's joining me today on Amy's Table. Hey, Jill, what kind of toast are you eating right now? <laughs> oh man, you totally got me. I'm not eating any
1: toast. I already had my avocado toast this morning.
0: Well, that's good and I'm I'm actually kind of glad you're not eating toast cuz that would make for an awkward interview. But, you know, <laughs> it's funny that you brought up avocado toast first. I don't know if if you are literally the source of what made avocado toast such a trend, but I felt like for a while all I saw on Facebook and Instagram was pictures of avocado toast.
1: Yeah, I think that that is still going on, and unfortunately, I can't I can't claim claim this. You know, I can't stake the claim on that. Um, I first had avocado toast about ten years ago at a place called Cafe Jetain, um, which is in Soho in New York City. Um, and I think you're so right. Since then, I have seen it everywhere. Yeah. Um, I just did a toast roundup for for Refinery Twenty Nine, and I think the vast majority of the 30 toasts that I ra- that I rounded up in the city were avocado toast,
0: yeah, yeah, well, it's so delicious, first of all, and the options are are endless. But well, first, what what made you so turned on to toast? You know
1: honestly, it's just sort of the way that I've always eaten I've always been that weirdo who like hoards the bread basket at dinner <laughs> and you know ends up like putting my salmon onto the onto like a piece of bread from the bread basket It's just such a great such a great way to eat It's an easy delivery system obviously and i I've always been kind of a carb lover and I think it's just more satisfying when you have slice of bread with anything that you, anything that you
0: eat. Yeah, I am a big fan of bread. I, you know, sometimes when I'm trying to demonstrate to people in classes, the importance of, of cooking something to color, you know, to giving it some, some char or some, some golden baking or whatever. I talk about the difference between imagine a slice of white bread and Mm, now imagine a slice of toast, you know, (laughs) which are you going to prefer? Well, what kind of breads do you think make the optimal toast?
1: I think it sort of depends. I mean, in the book I call for many different kinds of bread. Um I love to use a, a loaf of bread that's called pandemie and that's sort of sort of like a brioche, um, but it's a little bit less sweet and has a little bit more structure to it. Mm-hmm. It's sort of like the really fanciest version of wonder bread you could possibly think of. Um if that with a little bit of mayonnaise, um sear, like pan toasted on a on a cast iron skillet gets a really, really nice color. Um I love that. And then of course, you know, I am I am a healthy person and I do like to find sort of the
0: seediest grainiest bread I can find. Mm -hmm. I do, too. Well, you know, you just mentioned the mayonnaise toasting method. I mean, I think some people listening might think, okay, I got a toaster. I can do toast. And of course, you can do toast in the toaster. But you talk about pan toasting, spice pan toasting, mayonnaise toasting, Parmesan pan toasting. Uh, You can do it in the oven on the grill or as you call it, plain old toast. But I guess it's sort of important to mention that this book is not written just for your breakfast toast. This is all kinds of different. Ways to enjoy toast, but since we're kind of going to go in a linear fashion, let's start with breakfast.
1: What kind yeah, of breakfast I, I start, toast? I start the, the book with breakfast, um, and I of course start it with avocado toast. Um, but you know, of course, there's many different other other things you can put on bread for breakfast. One of my favorite recipes is, is the salmon riettes. It's a really easy way to repurpose smoked salmon. Um, it's a French. It's a French method. You you chop it up and. You saute some some shallots, deglaze with a little bit of wine and mix them with like mayo or sour cream. I do a mix of both um, and then spice them with a little bit of chives. So it's a really nice thing. It's the kind of thing you can put in a Tupperware and have in your fridge and mm. eat you know, a couple times a week.
0: Oh, my God, it looks so good. <laughs> I'm looking yeah, at the picture right now. That looks fantastic. And, of course, you do some eggs on toast and bacon on toast. So, I mean, you don't just have to think of your morning toast with a slather of butter or jam and that's it yep
1: yeah, exactly and actually the the bacon that I do so I do this bacon date ricotta um, and that's something that is sort of a pillar of how of how I like to cook and how I like to, to eat toast um, I make my own ricotta it's something that seems really impressive um, but it's actually a very simple thing to do um, and it's you can you can end up cutting it with things like bacon or lavender or herbs um, that really add sort of a, a nice, subtle back flavor to your toast.
0: I love that. And the recipe for the ricotta is in the cookbook, and I love this lavender ricotta. Oh, my gosh, that would it's be... so
1: yummy and so versatile, and I'm telling you, if you bring it to you know, any brunch, like, you will be the most popular. Oh, yeah, (laughs)
0: absolutely. Everyone will be so impressed, and don't tell them a word. Look like you've been (laughs) overworked getting it ready for them. Well, you know, one of the things that drew me to to look through the book, of course, is, you know, we, in my business, I'm always looking for simple apps and ways to serve a a new twist on crostini, which, of course, after all, is basically toast. Um, But I love these little hors d'oeuvre toasts. Tell me some of your favorites in this chapter.
1: Yeah, the hors d'oeuvre chapter is really fun. This is, you know, where where we break out like the toasted points and, and the, the baguettes and that kind of thing, anything that's sort of handheld and that you can pop into your mouth in one or two bites. I love the edamame basil spread. That's something that's easy to make, you can make ahead. It has a nice kick with the basil, a little bit of rice wine vinegar, um, and it's something that you can kind of fancy up however you like, or you can make as simple as you want. It's also great the next day um, with the turkey
0: sandwich. And I'm looking at this kale and artichoke caponata, and that looks so yeah, good. Yeah, that
1: one is amazing. That one is so amazing. Um, it's it's tangy and sweet. Sort of has a nice a nice balance from the apricots and the um, uh, and the artichoke hearts.
0: Mm hmm. And, you know, I love roasted grapes. I put them in a lot of things. They surprise oh, cool. people. Yeah. I mix them with roasted Brussels sprouts. I love that. But you've got this grape and goat cheese toast that I am so going to make as soon as well, I get I'll to a what, kitchen.
1: Try that one and I'm going to try to mix grapes with Brussels sprouts.
0: I think that's genius. Actually. Oh, and you know what? Do them with black seedless grapes.
1: Oh, that's such a good idea.
0: That's Mm. so cool. And it's so pretty, too, so you're going to love it. Well, and then you've got non-veg toasts. So let's talk about that. This is for the carnivores, meat-eaters, and fish lovers in the world?
1: Yeah, I mean, so, you know, when I was was making this book, I really didn't know. I I was trying to figure out how to organize it. And ultimately, because I think that toast is something that you can eat, all day, every day. I didn't want to break it up into toast specific for lunch and toast specific for dinner. Um, so I just broke it up into non veg and veg. That seemed like the most clear cut. And, you know, if you're looking for a recipe to make for people with dietary restrictions of any kind, you know, you might want to flip to the veg. And if if people are, are sort of more freewheeling in what they eat, then, you know, you can go to the non veg recipes.
0: Love that. Love that. And as I'm flipping through all of them, I mean, first of all, we eat with our eyes, right? And I am just gorging.
1: <laughs> I'm hey, gorging I'm too, on this book. So um, I know. When I, when I was creating the book, I was really insistent on having um, decadently a, a photo with every recipe. It's something that's really important to me because I am... I'm like you, and you know I don't think that. Any, I think that everyone, when we look at a cookbook, we really look at the photos first.
0: Yep, yeah, we we really do.
1: There's you, no harm in
0: that. You know, it's funny. We um, we were making the other day smoked salmon mousse, which I love, but I did feel like on the cucumber rounds it was a little bit '80s or something to me. And sometimes you have to look for a new way to serve something and serve a favorite ingredient. And you know, I'm looking at this marinated shrimp, celery, and green olives, and I think any. Anybody who this summer is thinking about, I'll do shrimp cocktail for my party. Mm-hmm. You know, this is like a, a refreshed take on doing something like that. Talk a little bit about this recipe.
1: Well, yeah, and actually, this is this is another one of my favorite recipes. Um, this one's great. You know, it's another one that you can make ahead, and the longer that the shrimp marinates, the the better. Um, you've got a nice crunch from the Marcona almonds,
0: which I love. Um, a nice bit
1: of tang from the Castelvetrano olives, and then these sweet shrimp. This is a really balanced one. It makes for a really great meal.
0: Yeah, and it looks just fantastic. Well, I've got to tell you, this will inspire you on all kinds of levels. It's called Better on Toast Happiness on a of, Slice of Bread by Jill Donenfeld. And there are so many good ideas, and not just toast. Think about that homemade ricotta you can make and take to parties this summer. And Jill actually shared a recipe with us, which I'm going to post on amy-tobin.com, and it's for cauliflower melts. And that's another one, Jill. Cauliflower seems to be. The vegetable of the moment
1: I feel like it's the vegetable That all the meat eaters are gravitating towards You know, that's why I did the, the Avocado melt It's it's sort of a meaty preparation You slice your, your um, Did I say avocado melt? Nope, you didn't You said cauliflower I okay. <laughs> um, I, I slice the cauliflower in slabs Sort of like a It's like a cauliflower steak um, And you sear it and then, and then Top it with cheese and, and pop it in the oven
0: Uh, And you're using one of my favorite cheeses. Well, there's a choice, but I love manchego cheese. I
1: love manchego, too. And Mm. comte, sometimes it's a little bit hard to get, so I think most people will be using the manchego.
0: Yeah, but keep your eye out for the comte, because that's delicious, too. Well, I've got to tell you, I'm inspired. I'm going to go get toasting in all kinds of different ways, in the pan, in the oven, on the grill, and I'll use my toaster once or twice, too. Everything's Better (laughs) on Toast by Jill Donenfeld. Jill, thanks so much for being on Amy's Table today. Thank you, Amy. Thanks so much. Have a great day. Stick around for another helping from Amy's Table on Q102. Q! It's Amy's Table with Amy Tolman. Yeah. Q102.